And so it's just bringing us back to that, bringing us almost like bringing us back home to ourselves. And when we're home to ourselves and sharing our stories and building upon that, some really beautiful things start to unfold. And there's a relational attachment with your community. They start to understand you on an emotional level. And that just is what creates beautiful business. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. This is the Online Creator Podcast, episode 45, and today I get to speak with Jen, who is the founder and CEO of Becoming Iconic. Becoming Iconic is a multi-million dollar global brand for life, business, and leadership. Jen uses her expertise as a business coach and lifestyle mentor to help online entrepreneurs grow profitable and align businesses and lives. Jen creates transformational experiences for her clients using her unique approach that creates harmony and leadership, marketing, sales, and lifestyle. This approach has generated massive revenue growth for her clients in addition to results that have created more joy, confidence, and fulfilled lives. Jen's secret sauce, I would say, is 100% not only her experience and knowledge in the industry, but the kindness and thoughtful, honest transparency that comes through when you have a conversation with her. I know you will enjoy today's conversation as we dive into her journey through finding her voice as a child and into adulthood in speaking events, how choosing the platform of podcasting and blowing up in her first season and hitting those top charts right away, how that impacted her business and life, where she's at with it today. And also get into her program that's called Articulate, which is where she teaches on the artistry and power of using your voice. Um, you know, I couldn't find a better or more well-suited guest to be on the show, especially when this whole first season is about how you have leveraged your voice to better your business and brand. And honestly, this course that she teaches is so empowering for those that take it. Because communication skills are really how we shape our lives and our businesses, and it is not going away. It's something that we constantly need to be thinking about and growing as humans, personally and professionally. So I'm so glad you're here. Let's welcome Jen to the show, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast today. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. I, oh my gosh, there's so many questions. I can't wait to dig into a few of them with you here. And I do just really do cherish your time. So I appreciate you. I love starting out all of my conversations on the podcast with how have you leveraged your voice to build your business and brand? And 
maybe take us on a bit of a journey from where you started to where you are now today, because I actually just read your blog or your not blog post, your post on Instagram. And it just kind of hit me in the feels about how you have been in this space for 18 years, which is insane. And you have all this experience and expertise. So how has that journey been for you? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And it has been quite a long journey. And at the same time, it's like a blip in time. Isn't that interesting part of life, how time flies, but then it also stands still. Mm -hmm. Still trying to figure all that out. But uh, using my voice and the art of articulating ourselves has been probably the most treacherous of my journeys, interestingly enough. I've always had faith in myself and really the audacity to go after the things that are on my heart and placed on my heart and spirit. But I haven't always had a deep amount of faith, awareness, and confidence in sharing, expressing, being bold, in declaring these things, which is interesting because it's almost like a bit of a duality, a polarity there because I have that confidence, but yet to say it out loud vocally was where I would flounder a little bit. And that really goes back to a childhood, being an only child, and both of my parents really constantly telling me to be quiet. And that was when I would be praised and it was just the expectation. I have vivid memories of sitting in the backseat of a car before going in a restaurant and them turning around and my dad saying, if you make a word, we're packing up and we're leaving. And so this feeling of speaking up or being heard was something that I would be in trouble for that made people uncomfortable. And I really carried that throughout my life. It's only as I've been healing in my adult later years that I'm able to process that. I didn't really realize the impact until I started doing the healing that it made me feel like saying anything was wrong. And so that led into a young woman who was very easily persuaded who really wanted to fit in, but never really fit in, but I wanted to fit in, and really making these rash decisions without discernment because I didn't trust myself as much as I could in terms of saying what I felt or being open and honest in relationships. Communication really did have a a significant breakdown in a lot of my relationships and who I was. It was when I became an entrepreneur that I realized if I don't speak up and speak out, nobody will do this for me. It's a must. It's not, this is not up for negotiation. This is not a, if I feel like it moment, this is something I really have to stretch into. And interestingly enough, as soon as I started using my voice and being recognized and growing, I was sort of smacked with another experience of, let's call it sisterhood wounds, if we shall, you know, it's just not going deep into that story where I was criticized, words were twisted, and I had this group of women who, I don't know, I guess made it their their effort to, to hurt me in certain ways. And so what happened was I went and retracted right back to being quiet. And how can I blend in with this type of success? How can I you know, honor my business, honor what I'm growing here, do the things I know I'm supposed to do, but not get a ton of attention. And that took a really long time to to come out the other side of, but I'm here. And now one of my favorite things to teach is the art of articulation and using our voice and expressing ourselves and the bold courage that that actually takes. I don't think we realize how much courage that takes, especially for women. And it's one of my favorite things to teach on just because of the 
the up and down journey that I've been on. Oh, so much good stuff there. And I think so relatable. Do you think it's, you know, going back to your past, do you think it is a generational thing? Do you think it's a family structure thing? Because I remember those feelings too. And I'm probably just a little bit older than you. And I feel that I just remember that very vividly. And I come from a family of like, there's two of us, but it was still just very much the kids were to be seen, but not heard mentality. And that, that took a long time for me too to recover from and to understand that it's okay to, I think that's another reason why a lot of us are comfortable in sharing in smaller circles or in circles that we're, we feel safe in. But yeah, there's just so much there. I think whether it's generational or how our family was structured, it's a journey. It's a journey. It is a journey. And how good girls were the quiet ones, the ones that didn't get into trouble or weren't really noticed. Like that was really rewarded. And now we're in this phase as women where we're being asked and where we want to show up and be seen and be heard and be audacious and bold and declare who we are. And it's so different from what we've experienced that we are really the first generation to blaze this trail. So we're going to do some things really well, and we're going to do some things that can be approved upon. But I feel like there's no better time to be a woman because we really are the pioneers for the generations to come who are breaking some of these generational ties, breaking some of these narratives and stories that I know I still fall into from time to time. There's a hum there's a whisper that's still there. And I don't know if that'll ever really go away because it's been my experience. Mm-hmm. But I can navigate that a little bit better than I have in the past. But I, I think it's a pretty neat time to be a woman, to be honest with you, but uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Well, and even just thinking how I raise my daughter, I have a, she just turned 19 and she's very vocal. She's completely the opposite of me. And, and that's how I raised her though too, right? It's also right. a personality thing. But she is just very like she will tell you how she feels. And I love that for her because I was never able to do that ever. Uh, But on the flip side of that, going into a business, you touched on that as well. And becoming an entrepreneur of her own business, you said something that really just hit home to me because that piece of finding your voice, finally finding your voice and being comfortable and speaking up and then also wondering how do you do it in a way that feels right that you cannot. I guess, create too much attention because do we really want that? And like, how did you overcome that piece then? Because if you were hearing it from others criticizing you and giving you judgment, because I know that's a huge fear for a lot of us, especially if we come from smaller communities and now we're in this online space, people are going to see us, they're going to hear us. Like, And it doesn't even have to be a small town thing. It can be just who surrounds us. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you help others get over that? Mm Mm-hmm. It's such a great question and it's such a process. So we just need to be patient with that. If anybody's listening in and going, oh my goodness, yes, this is exactly how I feel. There's got to be some patience in this as we navigate it and walk through it. And I don't ever, well, I don't believe there's a destination. I don't believe we get to a place where we are immune to people's reactions to us or words or the way they, they could potentially hurt our feelings. It's where and why I've never resonated with this term. It does, I don't care what people think. Because I think to myself, none of us can honestly say that. Because if you say, I don't care what people think, you also have to say, I don't care if they like what I say, or I don't care if I'm loved. I don't care if I have friendships. I don't, that saying is a little misled. And I never resonated with it. People would say that. And I think, how can you not care what people think? 
I understand what we're trying to say here. What we're trying to say is those people who don't agree with us or attack or have a way about them. It's usually an aggressive type personality that most of us fear. I know that's a fear for me. I do not do well with aggression. So, you know, that's that worry. I understand what we're trying to say is I'm not going to let that penetrate or pierce my spirit. And I think that's what we need to come to a conclusion for. It's not that we're going to get to this place where we don't care what people think. I don't actually want to go to that place because I do care what people think. But I want to get to a place in my life where if somebody comes at me, I have a tremendous amount of forgiveness and grace and that I realize they're coming from a place of experience for themselves. There's something that I have said. And if I can look through the lens, I can filter my words, any posts that I do or you know, podcasts that I do, whatever I'm doing, if I know it came through a pure place of love and I can take that responsibility if someone is agitated by something I have to say and it's been led by love, I can meet that agitation with a softness. Now, if I am saying something with an edge or, you know, with a wound through a shadow, then we are met with agitation. Well, guess what happens? We're just colliding those experiences in a shadowy way. And so that's when we get defensive and we want to fight. And so I just always think to myself, if, is what I'm saying, even if it's something that's maybe not popular. Am I saying this from love and purity? Yes. Am I saying this because I genuinely think it could help someone? Yes. Am I saying this from a place of compassion and vision casting and what's possible? Yes. And so that that lens, that filter has really removed a lot of attachment for what potentially could come back at me. And I'll be honest with you, it does, I touch wood because I don't want it to happen, but I haven't had that in the last, I'd say, five to six years. And I think the biggest difference is people feel the sincerity that it's coming from love, even if they don't agree. There's an energy and a feeling to what I'm saying that they can at least receive it. May not agree, but at least receive it. Yeah. I agree with you. I think if we, you can hear, you can tell through the written word, you can tell through the voice, you can tell through, you know, video, if someone's literally uh, invested and they care about what they're saying and what they're talking about. And I think at the end of the day, that's what matters most is if we're being true to who we are and what we're doing and, and how we're serving. And, and then also like an age thing too. Yeah. <laughs> I know for me, it's just, you know, I've really come into my 40s where I'm just like, yeah, it's this is me. This is who you get. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to be in my arena of uh, life. And mm -hmm. and I'm OK with that. And it took a long time to get there. But speaking about the your voice, you have your own podcast, uh, Becoming Iconic. You have over 200 episodes. I would love to hear how that journey has been for you and why you chose that platform and what you love most about it. Podcasting has been the most gorgeous experience, and I'm so grateful I did it. I was a public speaker prior to 2020, hitting the stages all over the world. It was, it was a beautiful – I loved it. It was a beautiful career, a part of my career. And I love motivational speaking. There's something about sharing experiences in a vulnerable, transparent way, but with that experience, giving the lessons, offering this to people and letting your hindsight be their foresight and watching the audience, their eyes grow and their hearts expand. And you kind of see some of the, the tentacles that they're attached to disappear. It's, it was to me one of the greatest joys. 
And I just had this nudge going into 2020 to do a podcast. It was on the cusp of this surge of podcasting. It was prior to, you know, a lot of people really having one of their own, but I had this intuitive nudge. And I thought, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to go for it. And I launched the podcast. And believe it or not, the podcast launched the week before the world shut down. And I'll be honest with you, it was 100% divine timing. I just so grateful I listened to the intuition and guidance because those oftentimes we don't. Oftentimes we argue that intuition or find all the reasons why not. And, you know, it, it, we can find a million reasons why not to do things. I just, I don't know, I had this, this feeling. And I did it. And so the podcast soared to the top of the charts. I was hanging out with Rachel Hollis and Tony Robbins. And it was a pinch me moment. But it was also one of the greatest lessons I've learned in entrepreneurship is to trust. When I have that guidance and that intuition, trust it more, listen to it more, take some action. What's your worst case scenario? You start a podcast and no one listens. Well, you started a podcast and no one listened, but at least you can say you had one. I mean, that's your worst case scenario. It's your best case scenario is you start to change lives. And it has really been the greatest asset to my business. People really get to know me and who I am and what I stand for and my values and my character and the 18 years of experience. So generally, the people who come and say, I want to work with you already know they want to work with me. There's no sales involved. It's simply just a collaboration, what fits, what works for you. Uh, getting to know each other and off we go. And that has been tremendous. It's just beautiful because I find people are making very empowered decisions when it comes to my world and being in my world. And I just think it's a really easy way for people to tap into wisdom and experience and someone that they really resonate with. And all the only thing they have to do is just plug it in, download and subscribe. It's pretty simple. And it's such a selfless thing. I have to applaud you as well. I mean, to be a podcast host is very selfless. I mean, we're investing time, finances, energy. There's a lot of back-end investment that I think a lot of times people who don't have a podcast don't realize. So I just put that plug in there for those people who are listening to remember that the greatest generosity you can give is a review and to share because, you know, here we are sitting here doing this for you, listening in right now. And it's it's a really big pleasure and an honor. Yes, I love that because it's not hard to support and help us hosts <laughs> by just giving a simple uh, review if you received any value from the episode. It means a lot. It really helps us grow and learn. What would you say to those then that have started and maybe have put in a, a bit of time and then are just like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take a break. It is a little bit more work than I thought. What do you say to those people? Because I, I do firmly believe in the power and the importance of choosing a platform, whether it is podcasting, whether it is blogging, whether it is video on YouTube channel or whatever your choice is, but picking one and then really being consistent and showing up is, would that be something that you would suggest to like after having so many episodes that you've put your time and energy into? Absolutely. And this is why I started, part of the reason why I started my agency mm -hmm. was recognizing the level of leadership that's involved in anything we do in business. And leadership is one of the greatest asks that we can give ourselves. 
And the commitment and responsibility attached to that is tremendous. Personal responsibility, especially in entrepreneurship. And and I'm going to say, let's just kind of put podcasting in the bucket of entrepreneurship. Even if someone's not a true entrepreneur, you're doing this as someone, you know, giving something, advice or whatever. So we're just going to categorize it all the same for the sake of the conversation. But there is personal responsibility when you say you are going to do something, just like our health. You know, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to exercise or move my body more and pick my nutritious foods. And we do it for a short period of time. And sometimes we don't see the results we want as quickly as we want. And so what do we do? We go right back to those old habits that weren't serving us. The same thing. It's so parallel to entrepreneurship. We expect so much so fast. I've been doing this for 18 years. That's a very long time in entrepreneurship. And I can't tell you how many clients I work with who say, okay, in three months from now, I've got to hit 10K months. And if I'm not, then I'm going to have to go back to my job. I'm like, that's just so unfair for a number of reasons. What if 10K months was in month four and you quit the month before? What if it was never about 10K months for you, but it was about 50K months and you just capped yourself? And the same thing goes with podcasting. You know, it's like only 100 people are listening only 100 people, if you put 100 people in your living room right now, you would be overwhelmed. There would be a crowd. And we forget the power of one. It's a a really terrible dis-ease in entrepreneurship when it comes to our social media following, the downloads on our podcast, the clients. Since when did one become not enough one person who is paying you and investing in you for whatever service you're providing, one person who is so excited for your podcast to download every week, one person who's following on you and can't wait for your post to go up that day. I mean, when did they become not enough or insignificant? We've got to check ourselves and the ego that's involved a lot in entrepreneurship and the comparison, because this has never been about having a 100,000 people follow on social media for the sake of saying of 100,000 people. This has always been about how can I make a change? How can I contribute? And oftentimes that comes by putting our ego aside and blazing a trail and staying laser focused on why we started in the first place. Because it can get to a point where we get really muddy, things get really cloudy, we see oh, someone over here having all this success. Why not me? We, you know, distraction in life. But entrepreneurship was never a contract of it being easy, was never a contract of things being given to you on a silver platter. One of the greatest rewards of seeing something through, even when you don't feel like it, is on the other side is that next overcoming, that next point of leadership. There's something beautiful on the other side. If you could just see it through, most won't be the one that does and reap that reward. Oh, yes. I'm sitting over here nodding. I always hit mute because I don't want to overlap what you are saying so beautifully. But honestly, all of that, plus not only the power of one and all the things that you said about that, so, so important, but the ripple effect of starting something and all of the benefits that come from it. I'm a prime example. I put mine off forever. I like it was probably two, two and a half years putting mine off because I was like, well, I'm helping others. I'm helping others. I'm helping others. And then finally, I was like, nope, I'm just going to quietly hit publish, which is not what I teach people. But hey, if that's how you want to do it, do it. And 
the the craziest thing is that I have grown so much as my speaking skills as a host asking questions because it is no joke a lot of work all of this and I don't come natural to speaking on stages I don't come natural to speaking up and hearing my own voice be heard in a public forum so this has been a journey for me already and something that I am so proud of myself for starting and Honestly, you just have to give these things some time because things don't happen overnight. I mean, success overnight does not usually happen typically. You have to exercise that muscle and practice and get in front of the camera, get in front of the microphone, get, you know, behind the pad of paper, just start and then build that time into your week so that you can show up consistently in a way. And and I always do say to and believe that if you pick the platform that you are excited about, you'll show up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you'll come back. <laughs> 100% you will. And the cool thing is you can t- take one effort and use it in multiple ways. I mean, we're yes. sitting here, you have video, you have yep. audio, you can transcribe this and have a blog post, content for your social mm-hmm. media. I think, again, people think it's, it, it is work in terms of, I, I think, mind space. It's not a lot of work in terms of time right? Like, I mean, we're sitting here having, let's say, 30, 45 minute conversation. And in that 30, 45 minutes, you can create multiple marketing mm-hmm. initiatives and ways to reach people so that they get Absolutely. to find you where they they want to find you. So there's so many reasons why to do something. And that's what you need to sort of source for yourself. And I love that you said the confidence piece of like, you know, I this isn't natural for me, but I'm so proud of myself. I think that's one of the, the neatest things in life is when we look backwards, we sort of look in that rearview mirror. And so many people say, don't look in the rearview mirror, just keep looking forward. And I think, no, the rearview mirror offers so much reflection and so much confidence because you actually see all these things you've overcome. It kind of brings me back even to that worry of like, what will somebody say on the internet? You know, I can look back and go, none of those things took me down. Yeah, sure. They stung, they hurt. I I had, you know, scratched elbows and and dusty knees and hands from crawling at times, but it never took me down. And I can look at that and the evidence shows me that I can see hard times through. I can persevere when I feel like quitting and folding things up. I can show myself by that rearview mirror that I've got what it takes to take this next step or overcome this next hurdle. And it's by doing things, it's by taking that brave action like you did and like so many others do and and saying, I don't feel comfortable doing this, but I would feel more uncomfortable always wondering what if I had. Yes, yes. Yeah, believing in yourself and starting because that has to be part of what makes you who you are today. All of our experiences, all of our triumphs, all of our failures is what makes us up and it's how we grow and how we learn. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. What if you could create an audio funnel that helps you build and scale in a unique way? If you're dealing with low converting opt-ins, not seeing growth with your email list, or wanting to create an opt-in that drives excitement, so not your typical PDF or checklist, then launch with an audio funnel training is for you. Expect to learn how to identify and tell your unique story in a way that captures the attention of your audience. Become more accessible and meet your ideal clients where they are at. How to format and structure your episodes and ways to drive traffic to your audio feed and generate demand for your content. 
and even a game plan to create excitement around your audio asset. If you're interested in learning more, check out the link in the show notes. Launch with an audio funnel training might be the right fit for you. I want to get into the program that you had mentioned earlier, Articulate. It's, you know, the pro- the power of using our voice, and we talked about it right at the beginning of the conversation, but I would love to know how you have seen that course alone transform the people that have taken it and, and what you've seen as a result of it. Mm. It was actually coming off of a point of personal acknowledgement where I saw myself shape-shifting a little bit. This was a few years ago. I was really enamored with some people who were having massive success. And so just so you all know, you're never immune to that, okay? Because even as a seven-figure business, there's multi-seven-figure, eight-figure. There's always the next thing. And I found myself really in this point of not comparison where I felt like I wasn't, but in comparison of like watching them and what are they doing? And maybe I can bring that into my own business. And I started to hear myself speak differently. So I say this because it's vulnerable, it's real, but it's also something that I think everybody needs to take responsibility for. Are you learning from someone? Are you absorbing someone and just taking that knowledge and filtering it through your own lips? And it never quite feels aligned and integral because it was never quite yours. So what I teach through that course is, of course, we're going to be inspired by people. What I had to hold myself accountable to when I started to acknowledge and recognize this was they inspired me. But that inspiration isn't for me to go then go and, you know, duplicate and and repeat through my own lips. It was for me to sit with discernment. So that course teaches discernment to take sources of inspiration and to sit with them for a second and start to realize how this unfolds within your story. So if I'm inspired by someone's words or something they said or a quote, instead of just repeating it, I sit with it and go, why does this like really get me going inside? What is it about that? How could I tell this in a story in a way that other people could relate? And now I'm starting to make it my own. And now I feel very integral. I feel more confident in what I'm saying because it's true to me. And I think that is one of the biggest things that anybody can do in entrepreneurship because most of us are repeating things that we've learned. That's just the way the world is, especially with the online space. Like there's very few new ideas. Most of it is just, you know, that shape shifting of idea. And the art of storytelling is one of the greatest things we can do for others and for ourselves. There's a healing piece to that, but it's also the most beautiful of marketing. I mean, when I come across somebody's post or I'm listening to a podcast and they're telling a story of how they were younger and this is what happened and here's what I did and here's what I've learned. I mean, you had me at hello. We all love that. Think of when we were little children and, you know, you got tucked into bed and somebody read you a story. It was like one of those precious moments. And so we will always love the art of storytelling, but it's learning how to do that, learning how to bridge ideas. And that's what I really love teaching. I also love teaching basic tactical advice like cadence and being really conscientious of your words. I am a big person on words. One of the main attractors to me, it's so interesting because I wouldn't, well, I guess I would say I am someone with my words because I've been told that even when I was in high school, people would say, you talk like you're so grown up. I, I just, I love words. 
But one of the main attractors for people is I love the way you speak. I want to be more articulate. And so uh, I am a, I'm a bit of a, a someone that will get on you for the words that you choose because, because we're very sloppy these days. And I think there's a, a, a better way. You know, I'm going to be bold enough to say it. There's a better way. And so it's just bringing us back to that, bringing us almost like bringing us back home to ourselves. And when we're home to ourselves and sharing our stories and building upon that, some really beautiful things start to unfold. And there's a relational attachment with your community. They start to understand you on an emotional level. And that just is what creates beautiful business. Yes. I have a question about storytelling because I believe in the value and the importance of it so much. But I think we all have people in our life that can really tell a story really well. Yeah. You know how you know those people in your life. And yeah. if you were to repeat the story like I do, and then it's like ridiculous. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> is that how it's is that how it went? Like, mom, like, come on. And I'm like, yes, it was so good. It was such an amazing story. But how how do you breathe life into if you're not a natural storyteller? Because it is so important to weave it into everything that we do. Yeah. Like, do you have any tips on that? Or is that something that you really work on when you're sitting in? I also love that you said sit in that moment for a bit, because maybe that's all it is, too. And making it our own is what makes it special. Yeah. But it yeah, it is. It's, it is. It is making it your own. And so a couple of things come up for me with that. This uh, the art of storytelling. Number one is the willingness to be vulnerable. Because a good story has a lot of vulnerability in it. You're willing right. to share mistakes and failures, mm -hmm. things that you've done wrong, things that maybe you're not even proud of. So mm -hmm. vulnerability, I think, is an essential, essential component to storytelling and for people to feel that story. There's an emotion there because people go, wow. Like, I mean, that's what draws people in. Everybody loves a little a little, I want to say dirt, but I don't mean it that way. It's not the right choice of words, but we all want to know a little bit of a drama in it. So that's what really swoons people and gets them attached to the story. So there's vulnerability. The second piece is forgiveness. You've got to be at the point of forgiving some of those things in yourself and in others in order to share it from a healed place. I had a client once who was going through a separation and divorce and she was treating social media like her journal entries. And I had to say to her, I, I know where you're at. I've been there. It's not the place to process. Do the processing behind the scenes. Do the healing. Do the thinking. Do the journaling. When you have the lesson, when the light starts to shine again, that's when you can come back in and share. And you can share from that vulnerable place, a place of forgiveness, but there's a lesson. And I think ultimately that's the third thing is that people can tell a story, but then they kind of leave you hanging. But what? And what's in it for me? So we have to be able to share that vulnerability, share, you know, how in a, in a way that we've forgiven ourselves so we can give that vulnerability, but also give somebody something that they can take with them and action or put into their lives or be inspired by, whether it's parenting or business or life or whatever it may be. Give me something through this story because you got me, but I want to leave with something because that's when I keep coming back for more. Yes, it's that whole building capacity within others to be able to do something with that information. And I believe that's so important. And communication for personal life or for business life is not going away. It's something that we will constantly or should be constantly thinking about how we can improve. So yeah, you you have me 100% inspired about what you do and how you offer it. And 
I think there's a lot of people that can gain gain some knowledge and, and insight on how they can really show up in a different way. How do people find you if they want to get into your world? Because I know you're doing so many things. <laughs> Wait, to find you. Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. I really appreciate it. And thank you again for having me. I really love talking about this. And one of the first times I've done a podcast on this specifically. So I really appreciate the fresh approach and mm-hmm. just the new conversation. So thank you. Becoming iconic is pretty easy to find. So on social media or where whatever platform you're on, becoming iconic for the podcast as well on any podcast platforms. I do have a magazine that is just one of my favorite things. It's the resource. Let's just call it the resource for entrepreneurs. It's where I introduce you to all sorts of industry moguls, give you business advice. But the beautiful part of it is it does have inspiration where I really do try to have people step up and into pleasure and luxury through lifestyle that they're enjoying their life while they're building the business. And that's really the premise of the magazine. So the digital copy is completely free. It's becoming iconic magazine on Instagram, or you can just go to my Instagram. It's linked there. And then there is obviously a physical copy. If somebody would like to have the the pages on their fingertips, I love magazines. So it's one of those things I know I would love to have sent to me every month. And then there's the agency as well. So if mentorship is not you know, what someone's looking for, but they're looking for podcast support and management, or they're looking for some branding or marketing or social media, whatever it may be. I do love the boutique agency we hold. It's very avant-garde. It it allows people to come in and really curate their own experience because Mm -hmm. we are a tight-knit group and it is exceptional. So there's lots of different ways based on what someone's looking for if they're interested. Yes. And absolutely check out all the resources. I'll have them in the show notes uh, linked. I just recently looked at your magazine and I cannot believe how well done it is. So yeah, you should be absolutely so proud of that for sure. Before I let you go, I love asking a few rapid fire questions just to get to know who you are a little bit better. How do you spend your off time so that you can show back up for your business inspired and creative? Mm, I love the art of beauty and creating beauty around me. So In the mornings, it's a silk robe, candles, and a great cup of coffee to spark my day. And in the evening, it's probably going back into my silk robe with a beautifully curated meal and time with my family and just presence. Presence with my family has been the best way of removing guilt, that guilt that can sort of slip into being a mompreneur. But yeah, it's presence and beauty and and making every moment special. So I look for opportunities to invite beauty in at all times. Love that. If you are, is there something from a mentor, because I'm sure you've had some in your life, a piece of advice that just stuck with you and keeps you kind of, you know, you hold it close to your heart that you move forward with? Yeah. Mentorship is, to me, the greatest asset for anybody, no matter who you are or where you are. And I have them and I always will. Uh, My mentor called me out on something very early on in my and I guess it wasn't too too early on, but <laughs> nonetheless, it was perfect timing. Let's just call it that. And I met her and she was a little intimidating. She had a massive business and a very big presence. And the reason I hired her was the audacity of her voice. She just had this presence online. And when I saw her speak, I thought, I need some more of that confidence. I want this to pour over me. Our very first call lasted about five minutes. Because I showed up on that call and I was trying to impress her. And she said, you are in a performative persona. I'd never heard the term performative persona before. 
but I felt very called out, very embarrassed. I remember my cheeks getting really red, but I knew she was right. I wasn't being natural. I wasn't showing the true essence of myself. I was trying to impress her. She called the call short, gave me some homework, and that was one of the most pivotal moments in my leadership to realize that nobody wants a performative version of me. Everybody wants to see the purest version of me. And can I be vulnerable and audacious enough to show that? So I'm forever grateful for her for calling me out on that because she could have easily gone through with the call, but she she taught me the biggest lesson is to be myself. Oh my gosh, I can just totally feel that with you, <laughs> right? I mean, wow. I I think we've all had moments in our life where, yeah, someone has told us some truth that we weren't maybe wanting to hear at that mm-hmm. moment, but it was probably the best thing that could have happened to propel you forward. So it really was. thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for sharing your time. And again, I'm going to end this conversation with how it kind of began by reading your post this morning about this is the time to take up space. And even though we're, we're, you know, leading into the summer months where people sit back a little bit and take some time off, well, because things are busy and people are busy, so we're not as busy. And what's the last piece of advice that you would give people that are thinking about, ah, you know, just taking some time? So I would ask you to discern, do you want to take time because your your body, your mind, your spirit is really craving that? Mm-hmm. And that's a separate conversation. And if it's that's the case, you can honestly say, I am depleted. Right. Rest and relaxation right now is essential to me moving forward. Then take it. Full mm-hmm. permission, full stop. However, discern and filter through. Are you saying this because the cult of average would tell you that people are not buying, people are distracted, nobody's really doing anything in the summer. It's a time just to take your foot off the gas and enjoy entrepreneurial freedoms and all the stories that people tell you. That's a cult of average thinking. And if you decide to participate in that, you will have the cult of average results. And again, if you're okay with that, I applaud. I say, go for it. But I don't know if most people really want that result. I think most people want extraordinary results, want to have an extraordinary life. And I love teaching people to eradicate the sacrificial living that you can't have it all. You absolutely can actually test the waters, have fun with the overlap of life and business this summer and see what your capacity is. See how those things do not need to be separate, but instead the beauty of entrepreneurship is bringing the worlds together and letting them collide and letting your children see you in action, and then also really enjoying your business by taking it outside and sitting in the sun or whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You get to have both. Ah, I love that. And such a great way to wrap up this conversation. Again, thank you for your time. I appreciate you. And I'm so, so glad that our paths have crossed. Me too. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.